0: Welcome to Spiritual Warfare and How the Devil is Collecting Souls. Hello, my name is Teresa. Hello, my name is Kay. Kay, what are we reading from tonight?
1: We are reading from Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. It's Time to Win the Battle over Your Mind by Lou Giglio.
0: St. Teresa, let's reinforce the application. Whenever you face temptation, it's like you're staring at a big closed door. The door is unlocked, and on the other side of the door is sin, some sort of harmful living. Many believers stare at the big door and don't think they have any power to keep the door shut. They believe they must open the door, mark temptation, And walk through it here's the big revelation we are not simply sinners saved by grace we must change this distorted thinking we are not simply beggars helping other beggars find bread we have not simply come to the cross with nothing we have not simply come to the cross with nothing to offer this may be the starting point But this is not the whole story, and it's not our true identity if we are in Christ. We are not just a big bunch of sinners, yet the problem is, too often, we hear this and variations of it over and over in today's churches. Hi, welcome to the church today. We're so glad you're here. Please sit down and enjoy today's sermon. Never forget you're a sinner. That's all you are. You came to Jesus with empty hands, and that's all you'll ever offer him. You're just clutching filthy rags. You're a worm, a wretch, a mocker, a scoffer, unclean, unworthy. You're always in rebellion against God. You are utterly devoid of value. You're only a sinner saved by grace, and if you ever forget it, just remember how you sinned yesterday. You sin today and how you're going to sin tomorrow. You sin this morning and you sin last night and you sin 10 minutes ago. That's all you'll ever do. Thank you. Okay, let's stand and sing. It sounds pious and humble, but it's a load of rot. It's horrible identity theology. With teaching like that, it's hard to do anything else except nod and mumble Yeah, I guess that's true. Then when you walk up to the big door marked temptation, you don't stand a chance. You open the door and you walk through it since that's what you've been conditioned to do. You don't think you have any options except to wallow in the sin on the other side because you've been following a partial gospel. But you know, okay. Also on that, you don't think you have any option except to wallow in sin on the other side because you're following a partial gospel. I think people just get in bad habits. Also. Right. Also. yes. Yes, they do. And they just keep going. If something horrible happens or they have a bad day, they think that that type of sin on the other side of that door is going to help them but it actually weighs them down more. Right? And it's just sinking and it's harder to get out the sooner That's right. The sooner you get up and stand up and say enough is enough I'm done. I am done. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. I'm done. That's it. I know that there's been times
1: that the door was closed and God had closed the door. And For you? For me. Okay. Yes. A sin door? A sin door. Okay. okay. I put my hand back on the doorknob, Teresa, and I opened it up. And I've had to go back to him. And ask him
0: to forgive me. How long did you stay there? Not long. And I
1: will tell you that, you know, as I've been growing, you know, so much, not because of his strength, not my own strength. The conviction comes, you know, very quick. And I'm just begging him for forgiveness that I put my hand back on that door and I open that door just asking him to please close it again.
0: So what took you to the door? Was it... Did you have a bad day? Did a bad, something
1: a bad day. a bad day.
0: A bad day, yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. It's like, oh. Ooh. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, ooh. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you're looking... You're grabbing for sin because you think it's going to comfort you.
1: And it just makes you miserable. It
0: makes you miserable. Or you think... Um, I'm going to go smoke a joint. I'm going to drink. I have to feel good or I have to numb my mind. I don't want to think anymore. Right. I don't want to feel anymore. Yeah. But when you like give it to God and you cry out to him, it's such a great feeling and a release. Yeah. In any of the other ways, you're not going to feel that way.
1: For a little tiny bit.
0: Yeah, for a little tiny bit, yes. Okay, for a little tiny bit. And it's not going to solve the problem. It's fleeting. Right. Very fleeting. Well, Satan doesn't want you to become strong in the Lord. And each time you reject that door, you're getting stronger. Right. Yes. Yes. That's true. And he's trying to, he will throw everything in your path in that day to break you, yeah. to make you revert. Right.
1: Right. I heard uh, someone um, use this as an example that it's like weight training, that you have to, you know, build yourself up. And every time you flee, From a habitual sin and don't fall for the temptation that makes you stronger. So, and as you keep, right. Yes. As you keep
0: working out.
1: (laughs) As you keep working out. Yes. It builds it up so that that you become strong. You become strong enough to, you know,
0: not even think about it. Right, right. But see, we all still do that. All of God's children still put their hand on the door. They still walk through the door. We sin. We do things we shouldn't. And I just thanked him the other day, literally, for giving me thousands of chances. Just think of how many chances with me being 60, okay? All the stupid things that I did, even when I walked away from him. And I thought to myself, I said, God, if you ever ever withdrew your spirit from me you're done if that ever happens you're done you're you're with the enemy for eternity and i said god i never want to i never want to go there and i said i'm sorry i take advantage of you because of me sinning nonchalantly not even thinking anything because I know I'm going to be forgiven,
1: right? Yes, and, and we know that that's not right, and
0: it's not right. right. Yes. That's what I'm saying, right. and we do, we do it though sometimes. And I that's what I said. Yeah. I thank you for your forgiveness. I don't deserve anything because if I can't even be faithful to you always. But we are human, and that's what humans do. One day we won't have to worry about that right. when we are with him. When we walk up to the door marked temptation, and I really want to drive this point home, we need to preach to ourselves equal parts. Ephesians 28, 9, and 2 Corinthians five seventeen. That's the full gospel. We were sinners saved by grace at the start of our salvation experience. As Ephesians 2, 8, 9 points out, yet that's not the end of the story. That's why you can't pitch a tent in the center campground anymore. Your new identity is a sinner saved by grace who is a brand new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 points out, The old has passed away. The new has arrived. You were born again in a brand new life. In Jesus Christ, you are not the same as you were before you got saved. Okay, that's why you can't pitch a tent in the center campground anymore. We spoke about when you give your life to the Lord, you cannot be hanging around With old friends that literally everything in their life, you know, going out, you know, to the bars and drinking and and this and that. But some people think, oh, yes, I can do that. I'm strong. Right. Yeah. That's what Satan is telling Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So he can get you on a detour to go down a bad road. You have to change your lifestyle or... You're not gonna make it,
1: right? Well and I know I went through a period in my life quite some time ago where I made excuses and I made exceptions and, because you wanted to drink uh, because I wanted to drink or not that I wanted to drink but I I was running with people or I was involved with people. <sighs> yes okay
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so I camped my tent. And the Citizens camp. Campground. I yes. did, but God didn't leave me there. He wouldn't let me stay there.
0: He would not. He rescued you. But I did that too with men dating yeah. non Christian men. Right. And
1: that's, and that's where mine came in at. Yes. And absolutely. you
0: cannot do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If anybody is doing that, male or female, you can't do it. It wasn't okay. No, it's you know, not okay.
1: And I think. God allowed me to go around the mountain one more time. (laughs) Okay. Because I wasn't getting it. All right. One more time before I, you know.
0: uh, Oh, my gosh. How many times did we do that date? Uh, We were so unequally yoked. And we would talk to ourselves seriously and make excuses. Yeah. And say, Oh, yeah, he, you know, he talked to me about God the other day. Okay, yeah, they're going to be there, you know. And you, no, you cannot be unevenly yoked. You can talk about God all you want, but if you are not saved and you're not living with God, yeah, we made excuses, but we paid for those dearly, my friend. Christians often point to Jeremiah seventeen nine and say, well, look, it says right there that the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately wicked. So that's who I am. That's me. I've got a deceitful heart and I'm desperately wicked. What some may have missed is how the Bible uses that verse to describe an unregenerate heart, a heart that's still far from God, But Jesus has ushered in a new era. True, after we began to follow Christ, our hearts are still capable of sinning, yet Jesus has made them brand new. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. That means our hearts are not desperately wicked and prone to deceit anymore. We get confused on this issue because even after we're a new creation, we still have the capacity to sin. No one needs that sermon. We know it too well. Yet we must continually tell ourselves that sinner is no longer our identity. So when we start at the door marked temptation, so when we stare at the door marked temptation, we need to remind ourselves that we were crucified with Christ and don't need to live the way we used to. The life you now live is by faith and you live because Christ lives in you. When you become a believer, you were baptized into Christ Jesus, which means You identified with his death, burial, and resurrection. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, and by the glory of the Father, you too walk in newness of life. That's who you are today. You don't need to go through the door marked temptation. In short, you remind yourself you're a saint. Does it surprise you that the Bible calls you a saint? Maybe you hear the word and think, Nah, my grandma's a saint. Me, on the other hand... That's a little dicey, but it's true. This is how you refer. This is how you are referred to in Scripture. The word "saint" simply means that you are a holy one. There are more than forty verses in the New Testament that call us saints. In Christ, you're forgiven, forgiven of all sin, past, present, and future. You have a righteous standing before God. You are clothed by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Don't walk through the door marked temptation. You're a saint.
1: I think it's reassuring, Teresa, to know that we are clothed by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And the word saint simply means that you are a holy one. Saint Teresa. (laughs) Saint Kay. (laughs) Has a
0: good ring to it, doesn't it?
1: it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it just like do something to your heart? There, in short, you remind yourself that you're a saint.
0: Well, i I just think it's pretty awesome that we can look up right now and talk to our Father and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah. Yeah. He wants us to come to him. Him. Right. Talk to him about anything, and about everything. anything and everything, no matter what it is. Right. So we want to encourage you to go before the Father, tell him that you love him, and tell him whatever's on your heart. He already knows, but he just wants to hear it. He does. And let him speak to you. Yeah. And sometimes you can just sit in quietness and just invite the Holy Spirit down and let them speak to you. Right. Okay.
1: So we're going to wrap it up for this week. Yep. Praying that you have a blessed week. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you.
0: Have a great week, everyone. God bless.